Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. Tonight we introduce you to Godless. Before we get to it, we love it when you call, we love it when you call, we love it when you call, but we don't have a number, so email instead. The email address is studio at theboxsetpod.com. Last week I read out a note from Pete who said he'd watched Dexter on our recommendation, to which we expressed surprise. Nay, we laughed at Pete because our Dexter special, including me going to Dexter's house in Miami, was oh. about four years ago. Uh, yeah. One of our first podcasts. So Jeez. we commented that it might take four years to Pete for Pete to hear us reading his email out by the time he catches up with the podcast. Well, Pete kindly emailed back. Pete listens to the podcast in the way that it's supposed to be listened to, just in any old order. Oh, fantastic. Hello again. Thanks for the mention in the last podcast. I do listen pretty much every week and have been with you since the beginning. It's just oh. I store up your recommendations and I have a gap in my viewing. Although I've watched other series you've talked about, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, Sopranos, etc., Dexter was one which I would not have bothered with without your discussion. Yes. Still got to start Better Call Saul and Fear the Walking Dead, etc. Don't worry about reading this out, though. Too late, Pete. Did it. There you go, Pete. And Taking Pete. names and changing lives. And, Pete, I would love it if you forget Fear the Walking Dead. Instead, if you uh, watched the Gilmore Girls, just start on that journey. I promise you it's the gift that keeps on giving, although it doesn't appear to be much of a gift at first. It's great. It's great. Second notice of the day, we know that The Walking Dead is back. And yes, as of next week, we will be talking episode by episode of the second half of season eight once more. Apologies to those who don't watch The Walking Dead. On the other hand, you can easily watch every episode of the 100 plus in the next couple of weeks to catch up and join us. If not, just go back and listen to any of our other many episodes. They are as timeless as Michael Bublé. Um... Did, did did you miss the fact that it was coming back on, Jamie? Um, I was. I, I missed that it started this week, yes, yeah. uh, granted. Yeah, uh, but that's... Coming... I knew it was back imminently because I was seeing a lot of social media action. I just wasn't reading it. Uh, well... Uh, so, there we go. Obviously, Rupert Murdoch and Fox in Britain didn't think that it was worth promoting because the first um, part of this series, the first half of season eight, you couldn't move for billboards. Yeah. Billboards everywhere for it. This time, it passed us a by completely. Even the, I do look at social media, I missed the fact that The Walking Dead was back. America is laughing at us. Well, they won't be laughing when we when we start reviewing again That's and right. giving our scathing, rapier and insightful opinion on a week-by-week -week basis of the remaining eight episodes of Walking Dead Season 8 from next week. That's right. Now on to Godless. Starring him Godless. from Dumb and Dumber and him from The Newsroom and Grace... Jeff and Daniels. And her uh, from Nurse Jackie and Walking Dead. Michelle Dockery. And she's not from... Uh, yeah, you're right, actually. She's, yeah, you. You're talking about... Uh, 
You're talking about uh, Merritt Weaver, Howell. Merritt Weaver, the best name in show business. And one of the most underrated actresses around really? these days. Really? Anything that she's in, she's brilliant in. Yeah, she needs... Yeah, she needs our support. Let's set up a crowdfunding for her because she's only been in the whole of Nurse Jackie, The Walking Dead, and Godless. She's really struggling, isn't she? Save Merritt Weaver. Um, what does... Uh, it's a limited series, which means long episodes and just a few of them. And uh, if you've never joined us before, my name's Harold, this is Jamie, and uh, we're on Skype with each other about 30 miles away. We're, we're at different points of Godless, I believe. I'm almost at episode four, Jamie. I'm at episode, I've finished it. You finished it. Yes. Well, listen, I think I'm going to disappoint you this week. It's probably a good thing oh, that... Oh, Howell. It's probably a good thing that Matt isn't here. Right, um, okay. So, all right, why don't you explain the plot of Godless, Howell? Uh, this is one of my problems with it. Not that it's oh. not easy to explain. So there's a there's imagine a bunch of baddies that drive ride around the desert with him from Dumb and Dumber as the leader. One of his pack who um what's it called? Hijack uh, trains and uh, kill entire villages of people, general hoodlums. One of his pack doesn't like being part of the hoodlum gang anymore. Yeah, he turns against him. And rides away into the sunset with a couple of horses. Um, and some of his money. And some of his money. He chases him down. The, the, the whole pack of wolves start to chase this uh, black sheep. And uh, he, in the process, Jeff Daniels gets shot in the arm. Um, uh, meanwhile, there is a village where all the men have died. Only the women are left after a mining disaster. Merritt Weaver is there. There's a couple of men left. One of them's the sheriff. The sheriff is going out in search of the one called John that escaped from Jeff Daniels. Is that right? Or is he going out in search of Jeff Daniels? Yeah, no, no, yeah. Eventually. You're getting the whole... The simple version of the plot here is that... Uh, Roy, this guy who's a member of this badass gang, Roy, Roy, not uh, betrays betrays Frank, the leader of the gang, played by Jeff Daniels, and uh, st- takes his money and runs away. He gets shot. Frank gets shot. Roy ends up getting salvation in this small town of LaBelle, and Frank spends the entire series pretty much trying to hunt down his uh, the man who's betrayed him, the ex-member of his gang, Roy, whilst the town... Um, and in the town, the sheriff also wants to hunt down Frank as well because he hears that he's he's on the war path and his group of men are pretty awful, the terrible people. So that's the basic plot. It's just a it's a chase kind of it's a hunting down Western, brutal, gripping, uh in a destructive environment, in a in a in a, a tough world to live in. You're watching these this drama unfold in a town where only women are now living as all the men die during a mining accident. I've said that. That's the setup. Yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, yeah. work my way around. Okay, yeah. there you go. That's the setup. All right. Uh, so, so, so. What is your problem? <laughs> First of all, let's you just... loved it, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was absolutely brilliant. So it is did the my best dad. thing that your dad liked it. Re Severs, I salute you, sir. Mm. Um, so do a lot uh, of people. It's got. 
it's got an amazing cast. Jeff Daniels is brilliant as the bad guy in this. Mm. He's got one arm and he's got a long beard and he's a menacing gurn on him. Jack O'Connell is one of my favourite actors around these days. If you want to know how good an actor Jack O'Connell is, he plays the main protagonist, Howard Roy Good. Mm-hmm. If you want to know how good this guy is, watch the film called Starred Up. And after you've watched that film, you'll realise he's one of the most talented young actors in the business. Is it possible and I think he's brilliant. You, you were bringing your love of him into this. No. No, Howell. I was sceptical I'd like this at all. I also want to mention Michelle Dockery from, of course, Downton Abbey, who does a very, very passable American ranch owner's impression. Scoot McNary, a brilliant... He plays the sheriff, Howell Scoot, who's a sheriff that's going blind, whose wife has died and has lost his shadow, or at least he's lost this feeling of... I guess his mojo. And the little drummer boy from Love Actually plays his deputy. Yeah. Plays his deputy Whitey. Plays the character called Whitey. He's very good in it. He's also been in Game of Thrones and other things. Mm, it's a good. really good cast. It's also written by uh, a, a gentleman by the name of. Uh, uh, sorry, I forgot his name. Hold on a minute. It's Frank Scott Frank. Scott Frank is uh, currently Oscar nominated for the uh, the Wolverine film Logan, mm. and he's a very talented writer. Mm. And I think he's done an incredible job creating and show running this limited series that I wouldn't actually be surprised if it's, if it's not limited as it comes back in some other form at some point. Just but yeah. So slow. Oh, how Oh my Lord. What? Is that really? Are you not... Right, first of all, the world is so... It's so immersive being within that Western world, especially when the weather's so absolutely dog shits around us at the moment. Mm. You go out to the hot desert country mm. of the American outback mm. and the American just, outback yeah <laughs> and you're out there on the horses watching the the, the riding across the plains yeah. in dust in the faces yeah. I mean what what about that is not a great setup to sort of and we don't get enough brilliant westerns these days John and Wayne, this lonesome dove in the length that it takes for the pilot of this John Wayne would have gone into a town sorted it all out, chased down a couple of bad guys, won and got the girl, and then ridden off into the sunset. That's my problem. Uh, it's, it's, I, I don't doubt that it's made by excellent people. Like, it is. It just it seems to ooze that. It seems to it seems to rely on that. Let me run something past you, because this seems to be a common theme in, in my last few months, really, of uh, commenting on things, is pace, right? And, yeah, you do um, get stuck on this, don't you? Well, I think it's because I'm just, um, you know, ahead of the, the rest oh, of the world. On that's it. Right. Um, yeah. Because of my great arrogance and insecurity, I, I always like to quote others. And I was listening to <sighs> Ad, uh, Joe Cornish. Wait, tell everyone who Joe Cornish is, Jamie. He is uh, the director of Attack the Block and one half of the comedy duo Adam and Joe. And writer of Tintin, Friends of Spielberg and Tom Cruise and the likes now, you know, quit Ant-Man because things didn't go the correct way. Um, and I think he's got, would you agree he's got great sort of taste and uh, generally? He's got reasonably got, good taste, I suppose. Well, he's got, he's got, they've got, I think him and Joe have got very good Academics that you know they mates with Louis Three. They've got very almost academic. They've got a very good view on entertainment and structure and writing and things like that. Well, to an extent, uh... <laughs> you stop trying to do it down <laughs> before I use him. <laughs> of course, they have. Um, at Christmas, on Adam and Joe always do a podcast at Christmas, special podcast, and um, 
and so he said something that kind of annoyed me at the time and it and it only popped back into my head this week when I was thinking about this and how I didn't want to come on the podcast and just wee on everyone's chips he said he commented on how stranger things he said plots right how much actually happens how much does the story actually move forward in an episode of stranger things right now I balked at it slightly because I thought, don't you dare attack Stranger Things. I love it. I love going into that world, and like you've just said about Godless. But it is a fair point to make that we, as part of the freedom that came with, that comes with Netflix, and whilst they're making some very popular stuff, when you watch something like The Good Place now, or when you watch those things which are kind of seemingly made now a little bit more for populism, um, and then you look at stuff like the OA and the, the big slow burner stuff, or especially bloody Handmaid's Tale, and you go, in the length of time that Hollywood in the 40s would have told a great story, the plot has moved on an inch maximum. Yeah, I mean, my, my problem with this argument is that I don't think the pace... Is it or a pl- the movement of the plot is a problem if something is good? Like I don't believe that you notice those things or you care about those things if you're enjoying being within something and learning about the characters. And so, if your argument is that it's just slow, then what your really what your real issue is is you're not actually enjoying the storytelling and the characters enough. No, so that you're noticing how slow things are like for me the difference is i'm enjoying the slowness because i'm enjoying the world yeah so for me the storytelling's working so your issue really is with sort of storytelling itself rather than the pace isn't it yes and with every other world that we've talked about where you enjoy being immersed in it i think plots move on quicker even the walking dead which can be so pedestrian i think there's still Maybe not the series when they were all walking around as disparate groups, perhaps. But generally, there's stuff still moves on. It's like, I really want... Like, for example, there's the scene when all the women are around the table and the guy comes from the mining company to try and get them to sign a deal. Yeah. That's great. That's great. (coughs) Great scene. Brilliant scene. Brilliant. And then there's... This whole sequence, the woman from the ranch goes back to get him. I'm trying not to give anything away here, but she goes back to get him and take him back. And it's like, oh, now, where's she taking him? Oh, she's just taking him to the ranch. So essentially, we've seen someone do something that for three minutes was very exciting because it involved keys and jails and guns for three minutes. But the rest of it, all we've got to, with all the stuff surrounding it in maybe ten minutes is uh, what, someone, what bit, someone's going what, to look after some horses. What? No, what, what bit are you talking about? The bit where they go to take him back to the prison cell? No, the later, women. I'm, I'm beyond season one, uh, episode one here. When she goes and gets him. When she goes to get him out of the prison cell? Yeah. Right. Okay, so, well... So it's like exciting bits, but the whole thing could be 21 minutes <laughs> easily you could cover the same ground in 21 minutes like it's a western yeah i love being in that world it's a western but i really want it to kick off i really want stuff to just rattle along a bit more 
I just think you're not you're, you're not just enjoying getting to know what's going on in this world. Like, this isn't trying to, like, there are plenty of shows, there are plenty of shows that do fast-paced, constant action, non-stop plot movement. You know, there's a lot of stuff that does that. That's been done to death, you know, that we know how that works. Yeah, Things but there's that, a difference, you know, the, you know I'm not, it doesn't have to be first gear or fifth gear. I mean, I'll settle for third. Sometimes I feel yeah, like the, 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 I, the ones I, that have got the right to drive in fifth just stay in fifth. And I'm like, come on, come on. I don't know. Yeah, but are you not captivated by the relationships that are sort of brewing between characters? No. Nope. Do you not want to know more about Roy's relationship, why he betrayed Frank, more mm-hmm. about where Frank's come from? No. Nope. Have, you, have you got to the bit? I mean, that, well, that's the, that's the problem then, isn't it, Howard? It's not that the things aren't moving quicker. It's that you don't care enough about the characters. Yep. I cared immediately. I wanted to know more about Roy and Frank. I wanted to see what happened to Michelle Dockery's character, Alice, that ended up with a ranch on her own. I wanted to find out what was going to happen with Merritt Weaver and this woman that she's in love with. I mean, there's there's a real... And I also wanted to find out how the sheriff... Oh, sorry. He's lost his shadow on his sight, if it does come about. The point is, I cared and you didn't. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I don't know how... To a degree. We've just got Adam Comstiff um, on... No. on... No, great, Adam. Yeah, well, yeah. hello, hi, hello, Adam. friends, hi, Adam. And hi, hello, Adam. Hal. No time for niceties or even oh. explanation. We've done all the groundwork here. You are jumping on the bus last minute. Wow. Well, let me I, give you a quick. No, the bus is moving. No, don't don't Look. recap. Don't recap. Uh, 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 we'll say, uh, uh, let's uh, just see uh, where he's up to without uh, um, judgment calls. Okay. Right. Uh, where? You, how far through Godless are you? Completed. Okay, so I'm taking it that you are a fan. Uh, a fan enough to watch it all, yeah. Okay. Uh, and 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 what what do you think? Oh right. Um. Oh, we are. We're straight into it then. Um. Straight yeah. In. I'm. I'm on board. I liked it a lot. Any yeah. Uh, of it? Any overall criticisms uh, of it? Plenty of nitpicking. Plenty of reasons yeah. why I perhaps wouldn't recommend it to everyone. Yeah. But, um, yeah, overall liked it. I thought the pace of it was good. I actually <laughs> read recently that it started as... It was supposed to be a film yeah, that got stretched out to a sort of seven-hour thing. Should have been a film. Could have been a great two-hour film. Yeah. Would have been a terrible 12-part series. I think they kind of got it right. I think there was enough bits in those characters and enough strong performances to sort of yes. pull out the plot lines and, and develop it nicely. I thought it was really good. I thought it looked spectacular. Anyway, that's me applauding right now. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks. I think that every I've, time... I've missed being on with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it looked great. I think performances were good. I think it was... Uh, hit lots of the things you want from a Western. I'm not a massive Western fan, mm. but I think mean, the obvious comparison with this is probably Deadwood in terms of the tone and the way you begin to feel about some of those characters mm-hmm. uh, and the sort of sharpness of some of the writing there. Um, my, and I hate to come across sort of prudish, but my only beef with it was some of the violence and the way it was deployed for sort of shock value. Ooh, I don't yeah, know if you started no. talking about particular sort of scenes not, or... No, or, no uh, I doubt I'm that far through yet, but... Well, um, that, there were some quite immediately well, here, but, oh, okay. from the beginning, yeah. Uh, quite... Yeah, I, I was going to say, the thing, yeah. I was set off on a... I don't know if you started sort of talking about the first episode yet or the opening scene. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah. 
But that that opening scene, that pre-credit sequence where you see the um, the wreckage, the sort of um, the results yeah. of an attack town. on a town, yeah. with Posse riding into town, discovering the horror of whatever's gone wrong, and you're trying to piece together in your head what's happened. Yeah. And with that particular graphic shot of a of a child hung, yeah. and yeah. you think, I, 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 God, what is this? I am not ready for this. I, I, yeah. I was turned off, not out of a sense of sort of prurience or anything like that, but just of a, I am not ready for yeah. this. This is gonna beat me, and it doesn't. It's not full of laughs or anything like that, but it is not as heavy as some of those scenes make you think it's going to be. I yeah, I could thrown in. For shock value, rather than to actually, you know, um, to, to communicate the mood and the the sort of themes of the show, and it's not entirely necessary. No, I'd agree with that. I, I, I had the same reaction. We had the same view. Lauren, when I watched it with my wife, she, uh, we, we were both like, "Oh, do you want to watch this?" After that initial opening sequence, and there are a few little uh, moments within the show where it does feel like it's just me trying to get you go, "Oh, look, it's brutal this world again," and and mm-hmm. and it really kind of over overkills that moment in a, in a in a way and i do agree that, that it doesn't need that doesn't need to go to those extents funny yeah there are effects uh, if, viewing doesn't it isn't it yeah if, if you watched all of it jamie then sorry yeah yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, and i agree one episode no i'm up to uh, somewhere around four at the moment either just before <sighs> four okay. or just just into four and um and i credit it with all of the I just think it's unbelievably Powell, slow. Yeah. Powell thinks it's slow. He doesn't really? care plot, about the character. I think in one hour the plot moves on uh, by you know t- t- three bullet points that an average film, certainly a film, would cover really quickly. And it, and I'm really glad that you both enjoy it and that my dad loves it. I'm glad that everybody enjoys it. And I don't think that. <laughs> You know, I don't. <laughs> you sound. I've heard you sound sort of not genuine about a number of things in your life, but that's really up there. You don't sound glad for us at all. Of course, I am. I, <laughs> I, I am. I'm trying not to just uh, wee all over it, and uh, and yeah. and. But it's obviously it's my problem because this is a highly rated thing. But I will Have, just say. Some, sorry, go ahead. The the one other time. The one other time that I've really felt like this, and I know I've mentioned pace on so many things recently, but the 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 one my top two annoyances with pace have been um, a thing in me, Bob, Jamie, <laughs> Jesus, I missed that. Mentioned it uh, before. Yeah, handmaid's, handmaid's Tale and this, and in both cases, I was not aware. Um, like it made total sense to me when I was told with Handmaid's Tale that it's a book and they have stretched out the first series massively so that it doesn't cover the whole book. Um, and with this one, I am not surprised in the slightest that it was going to be a film. We are, you know, that is, that's just, uh, not to take away from anyone's enjoyment because you've enjoyed entering that pace, but it backs up my point that. I could, it totally felt to me like I was watching a film in slow motion and I was going, come on, get fucking on with it. One hour an episode and we have moved on in three hours. We have got as far as the, the exposition. We, we've just got the 
inciting action of the sheriff leading, leaving town to go and hunt. That's the moment when the story begins in a film. And whilst all the scenes have been wonderful, and well, not all the scenes, but a lot of the scenes have been great and interesting, it's just not held me enough. It's not, you know, I, I feel like they've taken... Again, it's an example of where they're going, we do not make money out of one series anymore. It has to be more than one series. Or, oh. or we want to make something longer than a movie and so we'll turn it into this huge epic thing well in which case do that but give us um why don't you times the plot by six as well you know do why can't you create all that but move it along as well to me it feels like if it was going to have been a film they wouldn't have been able to develop all the characters. I agree. And you'd no, have no, been I'm left with loads can't. and loads of questions. Yeah. Uh, yes, around time to how the town character. got to be the way it was, yeah. why um, uh, Jeff Daniels' character is how he is. You know, there's still stuff that they leave, but I, uh, again, I kind of think it, trying to remember the ending. Yeah, the end, I think it, it works as a story. I'm not left there like the example you always used around. Um, Big Little Lies without, oh, they're going to do another series. Why am I going to have to start this all over again? Yeah. Sort of frustration with it. It feels like that is a story. That is a Western-style story of a guy and another guy and a girl and this other guy. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Not really. So it'll be well. That's it. Here's their story arc. It's done at, you know, at, at a TV pace, at a sort of luxurious TV pace. But I've not... I've been frustrated by shows like that, but not for ones you've yeah. mentioned. I can't think of any examples off the top of my head. This, yeah, I but thought, in that case, in the that pace case. of it and slow plot felt like it reflected that kind of vast trudging across the West where stuff is going to take days for you to get anywhere and they're not going to shortcut it. It's not going to be, oh, this guy sets off and then in the next scene, whew, that was a ride and then here's a gunfight. You know, it actually is slow. You've got that frontier pace of following people's footsteps and going through mountains while life is going on. And then all of a sudden, death comes really quickly to major characters uh, at a moment's notice. And all these characters are walking around like, well, this is a horrible place. We are we're godless and fearless. And anything could happen to us at any moment, but it doesn't. And it's waiting for things to happen. Have you, know, you finished bringing out? Put a full stop in one of your sentences, Adam. Put a full stop in one of your sentences. Do you listen back to these podcasts? I do. I hate myself. Do you ever listen to yourself back and go, put a full stop no, in? I, God, yeah, no, I do. I do. I listen back and I hate you too. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, though, in amongst that, uh, uh, no. That conversation. There was a really good point Adam made, and it's about the waiting. And it's so true that a I lot of what and, is and, so uh, good about this is the waiting. Go on, how you can go now? I can imagine. I can imagine that there's a um, there's a long build up to to, and those moments will have great effect when they happen. It's just I'm so aware that that's what they're doing. The end of Big Little Lies oh. wasn't wasn't. Uh, I wasn't annoyed. That that was just a, annoying because it was like a coming soon thing. That was just a hacky yeah. device. Whereas yeah. what I'm talking about is the feeling <laughs> of like uh, you can do. You've been given more, so do more. 
rather than you've been given more and like it's not one or the other you can have no, really good I, character exposition but also have the inciting action happen in the first friggin episode like it's amazing to use 60 minutes of a story without I, it never it never the, the thing the thing that i find weird is that i never for once felt like you're describing how like not even for once like there are sometimes in handmaid's tale where I felt exactly like you did. Mm. But during this, I never at one moment got, God, this is so slow, this plot. It never got me like that. I was interested in the world and the characters, and I wanted to understand more about the relationships and the journeys they were on from the very start to the end. The problem is that I'm a shareholder in Netflix. That's the problem. (laughs) That I'm worried about the future of the business. And I can foresee... Have you seen any of the shite films that they've made on there? Did anyone try and watch The Christmas Prince? <laughs> no. Did you, no. Have you seen heard of that? Oh, my God. Just get up. That Just... came up on your... That, that, yeah, play... the recommendations. Play a game, Based there. on your view. I think it's called The Christmas that. Prince. Play, play a game with yourself. How many minutes can you last? I bet it's not double figures of The Christmas Prince, right? And they're, they're releasing stuff now. They've realised... like we. Oh my! We mentioned a couple a few years ago, didn't we? That I think uh, it was it was a it was an intelligentsia thing. Netflix and um, it's going to take people who watch normal telly and watch Coronation Street a long time to get to it. They, I think, have realised that, and they're making a lot of populist stuff and rom coms, and they're putting loads of stuff on there that's for everybody. The problem is that I can see there's this divide he says disdainfully no no it's great (laughs) for everybody this show that's great and some of it's fantastic look at the good place for example you know brilliant 21 minutes oh did you finally get onto it yeah amazing just crackerjack stuff and that's a really good example of a really smart thing being done at a hell of a pace at a kind of network pace and um, when they do the stuff when they're given the liberties of of uh, something like Godless, I just can't help thinking, God, you could have, you could get so many more people on board of this if you didn't just sit back on your cowboy laurels and mosey on over the desert for so long. It's even but the Coen brothers go quicker than this. <coughs> the Coen brothers can rattle out a story quicker than this. Well, not over the. They didn't actually write the Fargo series, did they? But that's for that's for comparison rather than the film. Yeah, that's a good I guess comparison. Have done the TV series yet? Um, no, I, 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 I just mean thing? I just mean self-indulgent storytellers can move quickly, and and yeah. the Fargo Ooh, TV series is the best example of what I'm talking about. There, you get into a world, you get into the characters, everything, but the plot moves on a lot every episode. Stuff I'll give you 10 points for spotting the link between Godless and the Fargo TV series. Ooh. In the cast. Oh, in the cast. Um, ooh. Damn it. No one wants these points. No one wants... Scoot McNary, the sheriff oh. in Godless, is the guy in series three of Fargo. We've talked about it. Is oh. it a spoiler? Yeah, it's the guy who was hired it. Yes. to yeah. do yeah. a job. Yes. Nice. Totally unrecognisable, I thought. Yeah, definitely. He's yeah. a great, he's a really good actor. Correct. Yeah. Well, Scoot McNary, you'll see, once you realise who he is, you'll see him in loads of stuff, and he's a really good character actor, Scoot McNary. He's been in loads of really interested films. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to be in the new series of True Detective as well, which will be interesting that's out next year. Um, Howell, I think you're wrong. Yeah. I think you've brought your own baggage. 
<laughs> with your next fix with your next flick shares and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> yeah, are, are you, I can't tell you how arguing for less art content you're arguing for more crowd pleasing fast paced and I'll say it again with great power comes great responsibility we saw it if I if I use a completely different example so that I can turn the sword on myself we saw with uh, the Gilmore Girls revival on Netflix the freedom with which the the brilliant writers of the Gilmore Girls, Amy Sherman Palladino and Daniel Palladino, they're brilliant writers and they're very, very funny, but the freedom with which they were given led to three or four things which are just ludicrous. There's a 12-minute musical in the middle of one of the episodes which has no main characters involved in it. You just watch a musical. And it's very funny, but it's like, you know, like a family guy aside... It's like that, but it lasts for 12 minutes. And it sounds great. Yeah, and it is on its own. <laughs> but, if you watch also just sort of musical, like it's what great. shows like Buffy did 20 years ago even, and that's, that's not incompatible with having a, a sort of responsibility to an audience, is it? Is well, it? What did Buffy do? Have uh, an entire musical episode. Have an entirely oh, no, silent episode. episode. To do that sort of... Not a musical episode, kind a of musical in a town hall that we watched for 12 minutes. 12 minutes, I bet you... Oh, okay. You know, um, with no main characters. And it's, it's just that thing of writers and, and the, the, the um, super talented, brilliant people with super high budgets and great casts. I still watch and the... The, you know, some stuff I can watch and just love. Like Fargo, I can love every second of it. And that's an artistic, brilliant thing. I can recognise that this is an artistic, brilliant thing. But I'm sat there with trying to give it such heart. I'm really trying. I'm really trying. And every inch of me is going, oh, just get on with it. Get John Wayne in there. Sort it out. And do you know what the thing is, Harold? John Wayne was in a lot of slow westerns. If you ever watched yeah, the searches, yeah, he spent the yeah. entire film trying to find his missing niece. That's right. Uh, and you know, this, this is what a lot of westerns do. They are the slow burn. Yeah. If you've ever seen High Noon, the whole yeah. film is waiting for a train to arrive. That's right. You know, it's, yeah. this is what westerns do, and and it's part of that culture. And I, I just don't think. This is a genre that you're meant to enjoy, is it, Howell? I love a good Western, and <laughs> The Searchers is one hour 59. Really? So in two hours, they told that whole very slow story. In two hours of Godless, I think a man has been found on a ranch with some horses. Oh, well, can we uh, just take a moment, completely off, well, not entirely off topic, to appreciate the horse acting in this horse. series? Oh, fantastic. Oh, the, I would, honestly, keep watching for the horse yeah. acting, Hal. I almost, I almost went down to the uh, local stables and just tried tickling a horse's ear to see if I could see it <laughs> drop to the floor. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, how they hit their marks. There's a point where a whole load of them just look up to the camera and then walk towards it, like yeah. giving it blue steel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, the horse. I, I honestly would love to see something with better horse acting. Got such a good uh, you know, During the slow moments, I think they put in, uh, they give the horses some screen time. Yeah. But then, yeah. Uh, yeah, about socks off, about guys. six months ago, I was at Universal Studios in Los Angeles watching a sh watching a show about the animal handlers, and it's like this: you know, you sit down in a crowd, and they bring out all these animals that have been in films, and they're all doing tricks. And they put music on, and then a eagle flies into the audience and lands on someone's head, and all that. And uh, it gives you a newfound respect for the people in charge of those horses on that set. That that is a big job, and getting them to lie down and all of that. 
fantastic. I've got a distinct feeling that people were not in charge of those horses. <laughs> well, I think like. horses were definitely in charge there. Um, well, uh, and by the way, the highlight of that show <laughs> was where a group of guinea pigs almost brought the entire show to a standstill because they refused to run across the stage. <laughs> possibly my favourite moment of anything I've ever seen in my life was these guinea pigs that were sort of shoved on and just meandered around looking at each other and then all of a sudden one of them ran and the others went single file across an entire stage after each other <laughs> who, who knew? who knew? Um, Listen, Howell, let's on, on God, let's just lastly let's just say this if you're waiting for things to happen, they are going to happen, Good. and a lot's going to happen, Good. and it's going to be very Good. dramatic. Good. So at least stick it out, and then at the end of the seven, see if you can rearrange the thoughts in your head into something more, you know, positive towards the show. Because once you've been on the entire journey, <clears throat> you might you might appreciate the slower moments a bit more. I'll tell you this: um, now that he's now the sheriff is on his mission. I am interested. And if they'd have done that from minute one, if they'd have had that running while we had all of the other scenes, if he didn't have to be involved in the other scenes earlier, but like the town meeting and all of that stuff, that would have done it for me. It, it's just purely the the, the the director in me going, I'm bored, <laughs> move it, fucking bored. <laughs> <laughs> what, what 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 Netflix series did you direct again? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah. No, you you could probably do you know a, a two hours of just sheriff on his hunt. You could probably do two hours of just how uh, Roy joined and left the gang. You could do two hours of what happened in the mine and why the women are on their own. Like, there's enough separate. Plot lines there, I think, to warrant spreading it out, keeping that that style and that pace. Um, I'm wondering if you were you saying in last week's pod that you'd been recommended this a lot. So are you carrying some of that? I don't like yes. to be told what to like angst into it. And <laughs> even it, though we do a podcast in your gears. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, maybe, but no, I don't think so. Like I, I'm, I'm, I watch everything. You just don't want to like what Reese Evans. No, likes, no, not at all. I. I genuinely want the best for everything, and it only comes out of, really, the only notes I ever uh, give about stuff is what I feel is missing. You know, I never just go, oh, this is a bag of shit that uh, is, <clears throat> is for plebs or something. I can watch anything and enjoy it, but if, um, but you know, it, it's like whether you're telling a story around a campfire for people or in a pub or, or in a theatre or writing a book, pace has been true since the beginning of time that they... The, the, those storytellers that accept that the audience could get up and leave I think for me suit me more whereas if I go and watch an opera and or, or, or a presentation of um, Mozart with the, the type of audience that is a captive audience that isn't going to make a sound beyond their sweet rappers and will sit there for the duration and not get up and leave those things annoy me more those things that feel like high art have always annoyed me much more because the audience is just um, impressed by its grandeur and the first thing you described Jamie was everything about the grandeur of this thing whereas Fargo for me is grandeur, grandiose but it also uses all the storytelling devices that keeps you, keeps. I think anyone, I'd I, I struggle to find anyone who could watch Fargo and go, oh, this is shit. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 we all, I like Fargo too, but <laughs> I just, uh, I, I, 
don't believe that the things you see missing, none of those things were missing for me at all. I didn't, and you know, believe me, I would have. I, I would. I, I get annoyed when stuff goes too slow as well. But I never felt that during this show. I never felt lost by the lack of plot. I never. I just enjoyed mm. everything about it. Yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah. The spectacle yeah, I, I, and the plot and the characters. Altogether. Yeah, maybe I think there's a lot... Attention deficit disorder or something. It's probably... I, I don't find it slow in the way that something like The Returned was slow. I'm not sure I even got oh through the seconds. God. It's not yeah, that sort of... Example. That is an example of a show that I think, like you were saying, how insist, it insists on it's itself. It insists on itself, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, uh, this, I and again, maybe context is everything. I watched Godless pretty much on a whim. It was just, a, you know, an evening of let's start something new. There's not been much that's really grabbed me recently. Um, you know, I've not had a drama that I felt really involved with for quite a while. And we just said, let's try this. It was actually this yeah. or Altered Carbon a couple of weeks ago. And uh, God was stood enough to yeah. back on. Yeah, <laughs> well, you might uh, like Altered yeah. Carbon then, because that's another I first just episode finished of just last night, actually. I've literally just, just finished that, when, yeah, waited until I'd finished it to listen back to the pod What, the last first week. episode, you mean? Uh, no, Altered Carbon, I've, I've watched it oh, all. Oh, I finished it all. The whole thing. Yeah, again. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, um, um, but again... You were all about this week. You were what? Every way you said it was good and every way you said it was bad. Um, was what? But again, it I, can't, I didn't it was, hear your yeah. insult. What was it? No, there wasn't. Oh, no, I, I didn't <laughs> sub you on that one. You dipped out. Um, to go back, edit one in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, just same thing. I, I think part of it is patience, and it's just um, uh, if I feel like I'm being explained, I'm a little bit like Donald Trump. If I feel like I'm being explained to, I get bored very quickly. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, show me the action. All right, we've met this character. Now we've met this character. Now we've met this character. And here's another character. Now here's a walk. Now here's another character. And I start to go, I don't know who anybody is anymore. Just show me. You've sort of made the opposite argument to disparage two separate shows there. You complain that Altered Carbon explains too much to you, so therefore you feel patronised, but that Godless doesn't explain enough or get on with it, so you feel bored. No, not patronised. Is, is anything going to beat Dexter for you, ever? No, it's oh, hang same, on, no, what is it? Chuck! It's, Chuck! It's, oh, it's the same that. criticism of both. There's just exposition. You start with an exciting scene. This is how you write a, uh, a Netflix series, everyone. Write an exciting action scene in the first two minutes, which has explosions, and then spend 56 minutes explaining exposition and the world. That annoys the shit out of me. I just want to go, put, get us to the train. Get us to the, you know, the whole Jeff Daniels going in the church on the horse and threatening everyone. Great, great. It just takes so long to get there and you're going, okay, whose side are we on? What's, who's, come on. It's a Western. Westerns are supposed to be, this is the good guy, this is the bad guy. Set that up quick and then take as long as you want. But it took ages to set that up. Well, Westerns are probably the, the original, maybe the original place where you have that morality grey area because everyone's just trying to survive. And these characters aren't good or bad, they just do bad things. And in so many sort of modern series now, it's, you know, the great stuff like The Wire is that sort of almost that Western thing where these are just people getting by and make good people making doing bad things and bad people doing good things and all that. And that's 
great. That's where TV is so good at so, the moment when you have time to explore those. areas in Westerns, do, I mean, they, they bucked the trend of Westerns perhaps later on, but the, the whole attraction of a Western was that you had cowboys and Indians, that you had good There was a point where it was probably guys. just pure propaganda, wasn't there? But Probably, but, but that's the, yeah. the joy of it. It's like we have a town that needs protecting from some people who are coming in. It, the Three Amigos is a great example of that. I was immediately thinking <laughs> Blazing Saddles. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but those things are parodies of everything that come. And, and it's, it's the joy of a game that is a sport, isn't it? A Western is a sport that goes, here are the rules, here are the teams. Yeah, you can back the bad guys if you want, but them over there, they're the bad guys. So, and now let the games begin. And it just seemed so long to get to yeah. that point, but you know, yeah, but I'll you're just, that, you're just, yeah. I mean, you're, you're bringing with you again, like just an idea or concepts of what you want this to be. You've I'm just not, got to. I sat you, watched you, it with open heart and open mind. That these things I'm just doing right. now on the podcast. I haven't previously thought. Right. Of. All right. Well, finish, finish it off. Let us know. All right. Finish it off. I will. I'll I'm going to go and have a have a curry now. Good idea. I'm going to go and eat. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks very much. As usual, if you want to email us with your thoughts on anything or suggestions, studio at theboxsetpod.com as we take a, the, a diversion again for The Walkie Dead for the next few weeks, yep. I'm afraid. Oh, uh, yep. Sorry, sorry about Adam. that, Adam. You but while you're, waiting, Adam, while you're yeah. waiting, Adam, and anyone else, you can start watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon. It's, oh, is that uh, any good? It's very good. It's from the creator of um, Gilmore Girls, Howard, so you'd like <laughs> it as well. I can't believe you've just recommended The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Have you watched it? I have not got around to it yet, but I'm, cu- I'm currently watching Bunheads, which was her second series after um, uh, Gilmore Girls. Not very good. I mean, it's all right, but it's, um, you know, it's not Gilmore Girls. Get back on Gilmore Girls, for God's sake. I, um, I'll, I'll throw a certain scene as I won't be able to speak to you again for however long Walking Dead takes. I have stopped watching The Walking Dead. No. Oh dear. Just, just oh. got bored. You and a few others. Oh. Perhaps. Yeah. Let's see. Well, there we go. Um, oh, great. Oh. Overrated. Also, keep an eye on uh, studioattheboxsetpod.com and on our Twitter feed because we're introducing the opportunity for you to purchase T-shirts. Yeah. Um, of, um, of what? Well, of uh, TV series. So um, we may design some T-shirts ourselves or get some designers to design them. Um, but also things that we talk about, we're going to take the pick of our favourite T-shirts in the world and put them on there. And if you support them, you will be supporting this podcast which uh, makes entirely a loss. So that would be wonderful. If you could, you know, if we can break even, that would be great. I'm paid by the word, yeah? Oh, God. <laughs> we don't have that kind Because of I've got some thoughts about that, but I'd like to share with the one. <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you both. Goodbye. Thank you, Thank you for listening, and uh, see you next week for The Walking Dead. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 